Welcome to Addicted on 103.2 Dublin City FM, a weekly programme about addiction and recovery in Ireland. My name is Tom O'Brien. You can email the show to addicted at Dublin City FM and we'll try and include your comments and questions or whatever you have on, on the show next. Um, my guest today is Dr. Crystal Fulton, a lecturer in UCD and lead researcher in a new study called Playing Social Roulette. Uh, the research is exploring gambling phenomenon of the, the phenomenon, of, the growing phenomenon of gambling in Ireland. Welcome, Dr. Fulton. Hi, thanks for having me on the show. You're very welcome. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Crystal? Sure, thanks, Tom. Um, I'm a senior lecturer in the School of Information and Library Studies in University College Dublin. Um, my doctorate is in this area, and my particular specialization is the social behavior of individuals and groups, so how we use, manipulate, create, share information in different contexts. So gambling forms a very interesting context in which to explore how we interact with information, how we learn and adopt behaviors, and how this behavior is integrated and affects us all socially. Very good. It's very interesting. And so gambling then, uh, uh, why was the research commissioned? Was it, did you have a particular interest in gambling or was there some reason why you thought about this study or where, where did the idea come from? Um, okay, well, there are a couple things here. Um, I, I should first of all stress um, that this project is an academic research study and not a commissioned piece of research. Um, the, the research has been funded through the Irish Research Council, and the project has the support for both the depart from both the departments of social protection and justice and equality. Um, and the home of the project is University College Dublin. Uh, the research funding was provided for a couple of reasons. Um, first of all, we don't have research that provides a baseline of information about gambling in Ireland. Mm -hmm. We hear anecdotally that gambling issues are on the rise, um, but we need an overall picture of how we perceive gambling, um, how we participate in gambling, and how gambling affects gamblers and their families and friends. Um, it's, you know, gambling is, is an activity that involves participation in games of chance for money. And as I'm sure we all know, gambling is available in varied venues, including the internet, casinos, game machines and pubs, and scratch cards, lottery tickets and shops. There are so many ways to gamble. And while access to gambling is widespread, a precise picture of how and why we gamble in Ireland is not known. Uh, so my own personal interest in this is you know, this, this idea, as I said, I'm, I'm interested in uh, our information behavior and uh, how we behave with information socially. And one of the particular things I'm interested in is how we, we deal with information in a context that is actually quite secretive t sometimes. Mm -hmm. So when, when gambling, gambling can be quite open. We go with friends to the, the horse races mm -hmm. or to the dogs. Um, but it can also be quite a secretive activity, um, particularly when someone has a problem. Um, and so why do we tell someone or not tell some someone and get help or not get help? So I'm interested in those types of issues. Yeah. And the the title of the, the research project, Playing Social Roulette, is very interesting. It kind of speaks for itself. Is it that, does. Is that what we're doing? Um, I think for some people, maybe, yeah. Uh, for, for lots of people, gambling is a bit of fun. Um, but for some people, for other people, gambling can be a real problem. 
Um, and it, 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 it just depends on the person mm. and their situation. But it strikes me also that in the title that as a society uh, we're, we're playing social roulette. Uh, of course, this study is, is, is really interesting because, as you said, it's going to help to provide an overall picture of gambling in Ireland. But uh, obviously there's there will be implications. I mean, the study is ongoing. Is that right? It is. And I think that you're absolutely right that this is a, a real social problem in the sense that where there is a problem, when someone has a problem with gambling, this is like a drop in a pool. So, you know, you drop a pedal in a, in a pool of water and the ripples go out. And so that one person may have a problem. And then there's the knock-on impact of that socially. And that's where this becomes a wider social issue. And it's interesting that the Department of Social Protection are supporting the research as well. Is there some particular reason? Are, are they finding people on social welfare involved in gambling? Um, I'm not, I couldn't really speak for them. I think that their reason for the research, uh, my understanding is that they're, they're interested in the research from the perspective of how we can help people. Um, I'm not. I couldn't speak to the numbers that that they're looking at at the moment. Um, I would say to you, um, the study I'm doing is a qualitative study. Um, the idea is to talk to people, to understand the issues around gambling and, in particular, problem gambling in depth. Um, there is also going to be what's called a prevalence study, which is more of a survey, and that'll be undertaken in the Republic in the coming year. Uh, and this this will, you know, as I said, it'll be more of a survey approach for the yeah. whole country. Okay. So that'll collect different data. That'll collect sort of the numbers that we don't have yet. Um, whereas the study I'm working on is more that qualitative piece, that, that piece that really explores with people how, how we perceive gambling, how, we, um, how it's integrated in our, to, with us socially, um, and how we, you know, how we react to it, how we deal with it. And uh, what, so what are you finding so far, Crystal? Can you speak a little bit about some of the uh, initial findings? Um, sure. Um, First of all, uh, I, I should tell you that the study is being done in four parts. Um, so the first part of the study was to talk to service providers and volunteer organizations to get the view of those people who are on the front line helping uh, people with a problem. So gamblers who might have a problem, family members who are possibly in crisis uh, because someone has had a problem and it's affected them financially, it's affected their marriage, um, it's affected their kids, um, all of that. So we've, we've talked to those service providers and we've gone around the country and we've, we've done that. At this point, we have finished those interviews. Uh, secondly, now this is the part that's in progress, um, we're talking to gamblers themselves, so people, and it doesn't matter you know, if it's a person with a problem with gambling or someone who maybe has a ticket on the lotto every week and, you know, they have a bit of fun with gambling. We're interested in everyone's perspective. So we're doing these interviews with people who gamble and then we're doing interviews as well with people who know a gambler or feel that they have been affected by gambling. So we're in the midst of those interviews right now. Um, we're talking to people, as I said, across the republic, men and women, all age groups, all socioeconomic backgrounds, um, because we don't have a picture of gambling behavior and social impacts in Ireland. We need people who gamble or who have been affected by gambling to tell us their stories. It's really important. So how they came to gamble, for example, family connections and social embeddedness of gambling. Um, how do people perceive gambling? How do we define problem gambling? How do people feel about gambling and how has it affected them? And how do they feel that we can treat or actually prevent a problem from happening? So 
that's kind of the piece that we're in the midst of at the moment. Yeah. And then finally, we'll be doing a focus group with research analysts from the various gambling sectors in Ireland to explore their current and their planned approaches to social responsibility. Uh, so what are the steps that they take to identify someone with a problem? How do they help them? What, what exactly do they do? Um, and those that focus group will take place in September. So we're we're in the midst of some of it. Some of it's coming up, and then some of it, you know, we we have finished the interviews, and we're in the middle of the analysis of that data now with the service providers and the volunteer organizations. So we don't really have findings per se as such. Yeah. Um, but we've had some interesting discussions, and we're having some interesting discussions with many people. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of, I suppose there there are lots of things that are themes, if you will, that are coming up. Uh, the you know the idea is lots of interesting brainstorming around you know what sorts of what what sorts of things sorts of things can we do socially to help prevent a problem, or what what could we do? What are the signs of problem gambling? How do we define it? So we're starting to come up with some of that information. So it's going to be really interesting mm-hmm. when we finish that first part of the study and then finish up our interviews with the gamblers and their social connections and see how they how those two pieces speak to each other and then to see how you know what can be done um who who should take responsibility socially it's that's another interesting question mm-hmm. and you know it is it isn't necessarily one particular party that should do that it maybe it should be a combined effort so there are loads of issues coming up in this i suppose often uh, on some of these issues the government is often seen as uh, the one that should take responsibility but obviously they're only one player in this well sure and that that's just it and the the government i suppose um you know the the legislation in the country is quite old and uh they're trying to update legislation and you know it causes everyone to sort of take and look with a fine um you know really take a fine look at what we do have and what do we need and with more sort of you know as i said it's anecdotal we have you know this idea that well there are more problems with gambling so what should we be doing um as you know as a country and that involves government, and it involves individuals, it involves their service providers, it involves members of the gambling industry. Okay, I uh, appreciate that. We're just going to take a short uh, music break now. We have a song from Sinead O'Connor called Reason With Me. Welcome back. Uh, that was a song by Sinead O'Connor called Reason With Me. Um, you're listening to Addicted on 103.2 Dublin City FM and I'm talking to Dr. Crystal Fulton from UCD about a piece of research that she's leading on called Playing Social Roulette. Welcome back, uh, Dr. Fulton. Thank you. Um, I suppose, as you were saying there before the break, um, the research is, is ongoing. Uh, do you still need people, participants? Are you looking for gamblers to to contact you? Absolutely. Um, we're hoping that we'll hear from more people who gamble and that we'll hear from more people who have been affected by gambling. They could be a family member, a friend, um, some social connection. There's a, an email that you provided us there. Do you want me to give that out? Absolutely. Um, we have um, we have a tw- we have Twitter and Facebook presence, uh, and we also have an email address. It's uh, ucdgamblingstudy at gmail dot com, and the Twitter is at ucdgambling p r o j. 
Um, so this program will be podcasted also so people can get some of those details again if they need to. Um, so I suppose you can't really uh, come to sort of findings at this stage, but I suppose when you think of... I was talking to Dr. Colin O'Gara on the program recently. Yes, he's I a, heard the program. Yeah. yeah, he's a consultant psychiatrist in St. John of God's and they would have some people presenting with gambling issues and he talked. He mentioned that many of them might never set foot in a bookies and I suppose that's the traditional image of a gambler and now the iPhone, obviously, and the smartphones are are the main medium through which a lot of people gamble. Yeah, we're finding, um, we're keeping track of how people are gambling. And, you know, what they're telling us, they're sort of, you know, well, here's where I would primarily go, and but I also might do this, this, and this. Um, the casinos, the arcades, they're still, they're still in there, and mm-hmm. um, people are going to the bookies. But there is a lot of online gambling as well. And some people are doing the same things they might do traditionally and doing them online. So there is var- varying uh, forms. Of th- it's a varying thing out there. Like mm-hmm. People are doing it in different ways. And um, it's, it's interesting to see. Uh, some of it is quite gendered. Um, okay. Some of it is age-specific. Mm-hmm. And it's... Yeah, so we don't we don't obviously have a full yes. picture yet, but that's what we're seeing There's so far. Trends, trends emerging. Yeah. And uh, what about the the person who plays the lotto every week? Um, to what extent do they fall into this? Maybe at risk group, but uh, certainly, I suppose. Where does gambling begin and end in playing the lotto? Is it that one one ticket, or is it the ten tickets per week? Yeah, it's it, this is an interesting question because some people don't consider the lotto to be gambling, um, but yet we're we're told that you know we have service providers telling us you know wait a second the lotto is gambling we have gamblers telling us their family members telling us sure you know it is gambling uh, so it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing uh, in our interviews what we're hearing is gambling is gambling basically yes um, and for for different people. Uh, the triggers are different, the starting points are different, and the sort of, you know, the sort of flip into con- sort of a compulsive habit. Um, it can be, you know, it, it varies by person, but there there are sort of warning signs, I suppose, that some people are telling us that they see. So um, it's often connected to other, and I think that um, your other uh, presenters spoke about this as well in the interview, that um, this idea of co-addiction there there are sort of there can be other problems associated with it so you know the problem might start in sort of one area and then manifest as gambling as well so it's it's interesting and it's it's just so varied across the population so it's it's just really interesting uh to talk to people and to hear some of their stories around this a lot of depression um difficulty with um you know obviously the social difficulties that arise when there's a problem with gambling um there can be problems with drugs etc. Yes, so. yes, yes. And I noticed recently on a bus stop it was a, a gambling or a, not a gambling, a bookies uh, company uh, advertising and the impression in the advertisement was that if you're not gambling, if you're not in, you can't win. It's kind of a social pressure, you know, that nearly that's nearly so acceptable now to be gambling that that was the kind of the, the underlying tone of, of the advertising and I know other uh, companies who who were involved in gambling um promote this idea also mm. and I suppose it adds to the, the pressure that people are under and I suppose financially people are under uh, more pressure um, so I heard one time that uh, gambling is not actually about the winning it's about the process of the chase yeah 
yeah, we're hearing that a lot as well. That that it's the I guess the thrill of the mm-hmm. chase, and and they end up chasing losses. Yes, and that's seen as sort of one of the signs that yes. there's an issue here. And just coming back to your own sort of approach in terms of information, I find that really interesting. Just uh, is that approach, can that be used in other social uh, behaviors? Um, I suppose social media, is there a, um, there's an addictive aspect to that to some degree for some people. Um, and it is all about information. Uh, is that something that, that you look at uh, in your discipline? Absolutely. Um, as I said, you know, I'm interested in everything that people do around information. And we forget sometimes that we're working with information, if you will. It's, um, you know, we don't necessarily go, yes, I'm using this piece of information. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Um, it's, it's seamless for us. So in, in my discipline, what we do is we think about, uh, well, wait a second. How is somebody really using that information? How is it informing decision-making? So, for instance, with gambling, one of the things that, that is coming up time and time again from different stakeholders in this process uh, is this idea that if we have education um, and different flavors of education, can we help people? Um, and you know, what would that look like? So what would the information be that they would need, in other words? But people aren't saying, well, we need information. They're saying we need education. But yes. really what it means is we need information. Yes, that's very interesting. I, I'm, I come from an adult education background myself, and uh, I suppose uh, it's... You know, this idea of communication isn't hasn't happened until people really understand the message. Exactly. So often we're not communicating to people in a way that they they need. And I suppose when you're trying to counter uh, gambling or addiction, say even addiction to young, young people, um, you know, it's certain kind of information that they will respond to. Maybe a lot of maybe peer based stuff might be more effective for young people. And that's where social media comes in. You mm-hmm. know, and obviously mobile phones and accessing. Uh, gambling in that way, it's it's so easy. Gosh, it's easy, right? So the, obviously, um, today's young generation is so technically savvy. They're just so good with a mobile phone. With you know, th- there's an app for that, right? They're just amazing. And so you know, they that sort of approach is you know that information stream for them is is quite you know that's what they use. Yeah, so accessible. Yes, it's very accessible. But then I suppose it adds to the the vulnerability of of people that are at risk for, say, whatever other reasons. They can be isolated. There's an element of isolation. Isn't there social isolation that goes with gambling? Yes, yes. I know if you pass a a bookie shop um, and you look in the door, um, you see all these people just standing, staring at screens. (laughs) They're not talking to each other. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you would think it would be social because everyone's around. But yeah, there is this. I know what you're saying. There is that sort of flavor of isolation to it as well. That mm-hmm. because they're not actually interacting necessarily. And it's great that uh, that the research is, you know, a core part of the research is is listening to people who are experiencing gambling themselves, gamblers uh, themselves, and 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 how they can inform this process and and the learning. Um, I suppose and how to prevent. Uh, gambling and how to to treat it yeah i think it's just critical that we hear people's voices that we let people um, have an opportunity to tell us what they need to tell us so that you know so as a society that we can make informed decisions and uh, i suppose i imagine that you your people from sort of gamblers anonymous would be uh, participating in the research i know that gamblers anonymous don't you know 
promote actively or any particular approach. But um, I imagine Gamblers Anonymous, I know from listening to Dr. Uh, Colin O'Gara that Gamblers Anonymous in Dublin is quite um, active in supporting people. My understanding is that it's a very active organisation, both within Ireland and, and in other countries. Mm-hmm. And so I suppose uh, preempting the findings here from my own angle, um, I imagine that there will be implications for, for policy, um, given that you said that the, legisl- the current legislation is quite uh, dated. Yes, I think um, I think that the, the outcome of this particular project will help us with social policy, with mm-hmm. how we help people who do end up presenting with a problem, um, or more importantly, um, and this is the critical piece, is there a way that we can figure out how to prevent a problem before it starts? Yes. And that's the hard part. Yes. And for some people, it's very difficult to pinpoint when that problem starts. And mm-hmm. when you're in the middle of something yourself, and you're never quite out of it when you've been addicted, um, it's it can be quite difficult to pinpoint that, that moment when it kind of went bad. Mm-hmm. So it's it is an interesting question, but if we could get to that point where we could prevent issues from happening, it would be great. Yeah, fantastic. I I think that this uh, research is really important, and I think um, the findings will be uh, very valuable in helping to inform social policy. When do you expect to conclude the research and have those findings? Where the project concludes in May two thousand and fifteen. Um, so we're hoping at the moment we're um, gathering. Um, gamblers and their social connections for interviews. Uh, we're hoping to hear from people ongoing into the autumn, uh, and then we'll be finishing data analysis uh, and then writing up, and we should have a report done for May. Very good. Well, Dr. Crystal Fulton, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Um, the research is really interesting, and uh, good luck with the rest of it, and ho- I hope uh, I hope the, the powers that be and the uh, Whoever needs to be um, informed by the findings uh, will have an opportunity to to reflect on those findings. Things well, really, yeah. Go on. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And um, if you know, I know that we're just you know really in some ways early days mm-hmm. in the project. But you know, when we have our findings, I'd be happy to share them with you and your audience. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. We'd look forward to that. So again, thank you, Dr. Crystal Fulton, for joining us today on uh, Addicted on 103.2 Dublin City FM and again uh, we'd welcome your emails or comments to addicted at dublincityfm.ie and uh, if you are affected by gambling uh, there's a network of gamblers and honest meetings uh, throughout Dublin and you find them pretty handy on Google so that's it for this week uh, look forward to hearing you, talking to you next week take care <laughs>